The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 53, with your host, Joe Orbicheski. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. I am your host, Joe Orbicheski, and if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast. And if you are a longtime listener, thank you for tuning back in to another episode. In this week, we are talking about practice. We talk about practice, man. And first of all, if you don't get that reference, that is a reference to uh, Alan Iverson in his famous press conference talking about practice. If you have not seen that press conference or just that little clip of Alan Iverson in the press conference talking about practice, I highly recommend that you go on YouTube or the internet and search Alan Iverson practice press conference and uh, enjoy. Please, please do. If you do not know what I'm talking about, I hope I hope you do go ahead and check that out because it will make a lot more sense once we get into this episode, sort of. Um, but in this episode, I wanted to talk about practice, especially when it comes to golf or just any skill for that matter, whether you're trying to learn a new lift in the gym, such as like a very technical lift, like a power clean or a snatch, or maybe you're trying to dial in a little bit better out on the court, whether you know, you're playing tennis or basketball, or again, maybe you're just trying to be a little bit better when it comes into dialing in your wedges out on the course, right? So there are lots of things when it comes to practice. Practice definitely helps us get better. We do know that. But there are two different types of practices, and there are pros and cons to each. And what kind of spurred this on, again, I was reading um, The Fearless Mind by Craig Manning, which talks about really high performance, more so the mental side of, of things. But um, in there, he had also mentioned blocked and random practice, and I know how important practice is to golfers and how it really affects our overall outcome on the course. Um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to say, um, you know, if if you have the time or and you haven't done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. And if you do have the time, please rate the show. And if you're so willing to to write a short review, I love to read them. Excuse me. But I love to read them. And um, it's really helpful for the show uh, just overall to get seen by more people. And just so when people search for like health or golf, you know, this show will come up versus, um, you know, not being found, basically. It all kind of works in, in, in weird ways on the internet, but writing reviews, rating the show, and getting more subscribers just helps the show out some more, uh, and I'd be really appreciative of that. Um, please be honest in your review and your rating of the show because, I mean, I would definitely love a five-star review, but if you, if you think the show is crap, then by all means, go ahead and let me know. Um, I, I want to do as, as much as I can to make this show as, as great as possible, and um, yeah, go ahead and leave that review and that would be really helpful. But let's get into the practice and different types of practice. So again, there are two different types of practice and there is block practice and random practice. 
I'm sure you can probably think and figure out just from the title of what random practice is, right? It's very random, uh, different things. You're not doing the same thing over and over again. And block is where you are doing the same skill over and over again in a repetitive nature. That is probably what most golfers do when they go to the practice range or the practice facility and they're doing the same thing, such as like taking a seven iron and hitting it to a specific target over and over and over again. Whereas random practice, you would do something a little bit different where you would take your driver, say, and and, and maybe recreate a hole out on the range, right? You're going to take your driver, hit that, say wherever it went, and then choose an iron, whatever that may be, hit that to a specific distance. And then from there, maybe a little wedge shot. And then obviously, you know, you're probably not going to putt and, you know, you're probably not going to leave the range and putt. But doing that random practice is, is basically that example right there. I would say a majority of us probably spend way too much time doing block practice and, that's just because we're trying to work on a specific thing and we think that doing that over and over and over again is what's going to make us better. And to a certain degree and to a certain point, it truly will. However, I think that a lot of us don't understand how beneficial random practice can be and the benefits that it can provide. Now, when it comes to block practice... Again, there are some things that kind of don't lend itself to doing very well in the long term because when we're out on the course, when we're playing a specific game, again, whether that's, say, basketball, tennis, or maybe we're in the gym and we're a little bit more fatigued and we're going in between exercises, maybe in a circuit-style fashion, and now we're going to go ahead and do a technical lift or we're going to be out on the course and... You know, you have to go ahead and get this ball on the green because if you do, you're going to give yourself an opportunity at a birdie potentially. And if you make the next two putts for a par, you're going to have your lowest round ever, right? Now, that is a serious pressure pressure situation. Or again, if you're in the gym doing a circuit style kind of workout and you're going to do a technical lift, and let's say you're a little fatigued at this point. Again, that's pressure for the body in in a different way to still perform well. And if you're still learning that skill or working on something, things are going to be a little bit different and a little bit off, right? And so we're in that game-like situation where it can be really frustrating and a lot harder to actually perform under that pressure. And I'm sure most of us have experienced this where we have gone to the range and we hit balls and we're, we're killing it. We're hitting everything the way that we want. We have very few, if any, bad shots. And then when we get out onto the course, everything just falls apart. And we have no idea what has happened, right? Obviously, there are a lot of factors in that. One, for the sheer fact being that golf is one of the only sports that you don't actually practice where you're going to play, right? I mean, you can go to the practice facility, and I'm sure we all know this, that practice facilities can significantly vary in how well that they are and how well and and the kind of options that they have, meaning it could just be a driving range that may not even allow you to hit a driver because it's really short. 
and you're only hitting off of mats, right? That's probably one of the worst case scenarios of, of a practice facility. Um, nothing wrong with those kinds of facilities. But again, when you're trying to take your game to the next level, that can be really frustrating and hard for you to, to improve upon because you're s- limited to, to only so many skills, right? Whereas some practice facilities, you know, you have a whole range, you have huge greens with multiple holes where you can putt and varying undulations, right? Probably some greens with some greenside bunkers where you can head out of sand and, you know, maybe even a chipping, uh, you know, pitching range area. So all of those are going to vary and it's very frustrating even still, you know, those are still just not even the same as being out on the course and hitting a drive onto a fairway, you know, if it's a dog leg right, and then you got to get it around a tree or around a corner potentially, and then get that onto the green. You can simulate that in your mind on the driving range, but there's still nothing like being out there. And again, even out on the course, the ball may be above or below your feet, and it's really hard to replicate that on the driving range since typically most driving ranges are fairly level. So again, it's very, golf can be very frustrating in that fact, but we need to try to practice as best as we can with what we're given, right? And then the other bad thing, or not necessarily bad thing, but con about block practice is that you may be working on trying to make a technical change in your swing, which at that point, block practice can be really good. But if you're ingraining and just doing things poorly, and you just keep doing it over and over and over again, then you're just going to keep working on ingraining that bad skill, right? And it's really hard to get out of that mindset of of trying to to switch things. That's where, you know, getting lessons and making sure you're doing the right thing, seeing the right thing comes uh, in, into really a good point and to to take lessons and to to, to excuse me, to discuss, I can't talk today, <laughs> to discuss with your teacher what you are looking for when it comes to your swing and when you're practicing, right? That way you'll know what you're doing. I think overall though, regardless of whether you are doing block practice or random practice, one of the most important things is that you are engaged when you're practicing. You're not just hitting a ball to hitting a bo- to hit a ball. You're not just aimlessly putting it down on the ground and whacking at it. Even if you're hitting and working on uh, a technical part of your swing and doing block practice, you can still not be engaged and you may think that you're doing something productive when in reality you're really not. The same thing goes with random practice. You just may be switching out clubs because you're like, all right, well, this is random, right? But you're not thinking about the shot situation. You're not going through your pre-shot routine. You're not thinking about where you want to land it or maybe even where uh, your shot shape, those different things, right? If you're engaged, whether you're doing block or random practice is what's going to help you have a very productive practice session, okay? Now, when it comes to block practice, like I said, I think there are benefits to block practice. Again, if you're trying to make a technical change in your swing, um, that's probably one of the best things to think about when you're doing block practice. But once you get that technical change down, 
then you want to start to incorporate that randomly into your practice, right? But what does a productive block practice session look like, right? Well, obviously choose a skill that you're trying to change or work on or improve upon and then only stick with that or at least for a short time. Don't switch between, well, I'm going to work on my my wedge shot right now and then I'm going to work on my driver and then for five minutes I'm going to work on, you know, trying to improve my long irons. Don't do that. Just choose one or two and then make it fairly long. And then one of the best ways to stay engaged while doing this is to go through your pre-shot routine every single time like you would on the golf course, right? Pick your target. Line up to the ball. Is everything set up correctly? How is your grip? How is your posture? How is your alignment to the target, right? All of these things are things that you should be thinking about or have in your routine ready to go and then you know you want to think about whatever you're trying to change in your swing obviously you don't want to overthink too much because then that can really mess with your head but everyone's a little bit different right but when you're done and you hit the shot like pay attention to the shot what was the result is it what you wanted even if it wasn't what you wanted how close was it to what you wanted Is it something that your instructor told you to look for or is it way off, right? Like that was just a bad shot. Regroup and start again. Again, don't just pull out a ball and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to get all, I'm already here. Let's just hit it. Go through your routine again. Align to the target. Walk up to the ball. Get everything that you do for your routine down and go through it again. But those that's one of the best ways to have a really good block practice session. Now, when it comes to random practice, obviously you're going to be switching in between clubs, doing different shots and, you know, again going through randomly. And I don't want it to sound like that random practice is going to solve your golfing issues and is going to make you the best golfer in the world because it's not, right? But what you want to do is try to create a game or mimic what the course presents. And if you play a course regularly, I'm sure you can play every single hole in your head pretty much to the T of what everything looks like from elevations of just the fairway and the green and distances, all of those things. Like if you're very familiar with the course, you can recreate the course in your head out on the practice facility. Again, probably not leaving the driving range to go to a putting green, but you understand what I'm I'm saying, right? So, I mean, golf is completely random. Very rarely are we hitting the same club and having the same shot over and over again, right? You're going to have uneven stances. You're going to be in the fairway. You're going to be in the rough. You're going to be in a bunker. You might have to get around a tree. You might have to punch it out. All of those different things, right? And that's what you want to do when you're practicing, whether you're on the range, whether you're in the chipping area, whatever it is, right? But one of the best ways to work on this, keep you engaged and really create that game-like pressure 
is to simulate the pressure of a round. Like talk to yourself in your head. Like I said earlier, like you need to hit this pitch shot or you need to hit this iron onto the green to give yourself a chance at birdie. And then even if you don't make the birdie, if you make par, it's going to be your lowest round ever, right? And it doesn't have to be that severe or that significant of an achievement. But you you have to give yourself some sort of consequence to make and imitate like this is a real round, right? I mean, maybe you go to the range with a friend and you're trying to both choose uh, a target, right? And hit to that with the correct distance. And whoever gets it closer will be the winner. Or, you know, say the other person has to do five or 10 push-ups, right? If they're not closer, something along those lines, right? There's a consequence for you being engaged, really thinking about what you want to do. And then every single time, change your shot, right? The other thing that you can do is think about cycling through different yardages and targets with your wedges inside of 100 yards, Like that is another example of a great random practice. You're still working on a very important skill, but it's never going to be the same, right? Those are all really good methods. I would say one of the best things to do when it comes to random practice is to gamify it. Again, just make a game out of it. But again, it has to have a consequence. Give yourself a consequence because if you don't have that consequence, it's going to not really simulate or feel like the game-like situation out on the course, right? Same thing goes with putting, right? You need to have, you need to recreate a game-like situation. So many people just take five or six balls or whatever it may be, go to the putting green and just putt, right? If you miss one, it's not, not the end of the world, right? You got another ball right there. Let's hit it again. Again, if you're working on something specific, technically, uh, in your in your putting stroke, that's more block practice. That's okay, right? But again, that's only going to get you so far. But let's, again, the best thing again for putting is recreating a situation in, in your head. One of the things that I like to do is take one ball, I'm going to move it around the green, and I'm trying to chip on. Sometimes I'm trying to chip to a, a, a hole that's far away. I'm trying to judge the distance a little bit better and figure out how far I want the ball to go and how far I want it to roll, right? Sometimes I chip it, try to get it to chip really close to a hole, which I find obviously to be a little bit more difficult for myself because you're trying to gauge how much you want that ball to roll, how much speed you want it to have coming off of the club, all of those things, correct? And then you want to, once you chip it on, you have to live with that consequence. Now you have to go to the ball and hopefully put it into whichever hole you were aiming for. Obviously, we'd all like the ball to be relatively close for a relatively easy putt. But sometimes you're going to end up really far and then see what happens, right? Like, let's just say that you're trying to get up and down in that situation. There is some pressure there, right? Like you're trying to save par and you need to chip on and get it close. And if you're not close, you got to live with that consequence. So even if you don't get it close, right? Now you're thinking, well, can I just save bogey at this point, right? So now the mindset shifts from, okay, I didn't chip it on close enough. That's okay. 
it's going to be really difficult for me to make par, most likely, just based on odds and how far this putt is. But can I now take my putting stroke, putt this first putt close enough so that I give myself a really good shot at bogey? Best case scenario, I make a par on this first stroke. If not, at worst, I'm making a bogey, right? You're putting yourself in a pressure situation that is very, very similar to what you may find out on the course. But oftentimes, we don't do any practice like that because we just get onto the green. We're just hitting balls, and we're just hitting them to hit them close to the to the hole, right? And again, there's no consequence because we just have another ball right there, and then we take those balls, and we go to a different spot on the green, right? But create that game-like, pressure-like situation out on the practice course, wherever you may be, and you'll be more prepared for what comes out on the course, actually. And hopefully that makes sense. Now, again, like I said, block practice is really important and random practice is really important. I tend to find, even with myself at times, that I do not spend enough time doing random practice and spend too much time doing block practice. Again, at a certain point, block practice is great. We need to do it. And unfortunately, I think, again, we spend too much time doing that and we don't spend enough time enough time doing random practice, let alone either one of those. I find that most people are not engaged when it comes to their practice and they're not doing all of the things to, that they can do to create a game-like, pressure-like situation, which is what it is more, more like out on the course, right? So hopefully that was helpful. I know that this episode is a little bit shorter, trying to be a little bit shorter, uh, with some of these, um, sometimes I just like to ramble. Um, thank you as always for listening and downloading to this show. Um, I'm always surprised at how many people download and subscribe to the show and just listen to me either talk to someone else or just yammer into this mic as I'm staring at a computer screen. Um, but as always, I'm always grateful that you took the time to do that and just spend the time out of your day to listen to me talk. Um, as always, thank you so much. Um, but until next time, keep working hard, keep striving for excellence in everything you do, because when you feel great, you golf great.